0: Welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me, uh, virtual distancing. We have none other than our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hey, fun seekers, how are you? We have none other than Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Manisferato. Well,
1: there's no way I'm going to match that energy. Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> and we have the life with Jennergy, uh, dot com, Jen Ali Selby.
2: I'm here coming from the dot coms. <laughs>
1: She's not even a person anymore. She's just a do- <laughs> dot com website,
0: folks. Yes, she's a dot com website. Um, I'm a dot. So on this Wait, week's dude, show, yeah, If
1: that's gonna be the case from now on, like I want you to introduce me as like speranoarts.com or prontocomics.com <laughs> or both.
0: I'm I'm a forget. <laughs> but I'll do agree. my best. Just just leave me a note. I
1: won't forget. I'm not as leave pretty as Jen, so you don't extend oh, yourself thank you. for me.
0: Leave me leave me a note.
1: Oh,
0: um, so this week's show we're going to have our very Ouch. own Pronto Comics Ouch. Dominic <laughs> Definition uh doing a uh, comic pick of the week we have a new J Bird and Lee segment and we have uh, and I have an interview with um, CreatorCon organizer event organizer and now comic book writer uh, Phil Russert but before we do any of that Phil Paul yes we're going to there take news. it away with the news The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show, uh, celebrating over 25, six years of comic book stuff and pop culture-ness. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Um, their next convention is going to be, if this airs correctly, it should be on the July 24th, which is the Big Apple Silver Anniversary Prequel Expo. Just go to www.bigapplecc.com com for more information on that. And we want to give out shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday famous Dresden Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Hurricane, and Yasmin and Ray. you want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look up a campaign for any search bar, and just for $8, you can get your own little shout-out. Now, let's start off with the sad news. The
1: sad news is why that, why am I hearing music?
0: Oh, um, you, you hear stuff in the background.
1: Yeah, who, yes. who's playing music in the background? That Not would me. be. Uh, hold on <laughs> a
0: second,
2: Charlie. Say what you're going to say. I would say from now on, I want to be known as Raul.com.
1: <laughs> Raul. All
2: right, so
0: let's do these. Oh, seniors. so it was you. Yes, <laughs> I, I handled it. I took care of it. Ah,
2: news. You off the show.
1: The guy yes. who showed. Could you imagine if, like, the three of us just went rogue, and we're like, "Never oh. mind."
0: Sad news. <gasps>
2: wow.
1: We could change the name of the show. We'll, we'll do our own show. The three of us, and it's called "It Went Back to the Radio." <laughs> it
2: went back to the radio. we kicked, kicked off the radio. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. Sad
1: news. <laughs> there you go. Sad news. Actress. It would be sad news.
0: Actress Billy Hayes died recently of natural causes. Billy was perhaps best known for her portrayal of Mammy pansy Yocum in the live action little abner play movie and tv show based on a comic book of the same name as well as that of wilhelmina w Witchipoo on the Sid and marty croft series h and puff and stuff of note billy was a voice actor lending her voice to such shows as teen titans wacky adventures of ronald mcdonald grim adventures of billy and mandy the further adventures of super ted a nightmare before christmas johnny bravo which i love that show batman the batman um tailspin the Brothers Club, Bubble Guppies, Rugrats, Transformers, Rescue Bots, Duckman, Shrek Forever After, and Bonkers, just to name a few. Also, Billy was the president of the animal rescue organization called Pet Yay. Hope, which she founded in 1984 to care for and find homes for abandoned animals. Uh, Charlie, you, uh, you're a fan of uh, H&R Puffs and stuff, right? Was that in your time frame? No. <laughs> Never mind. My answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right so uh, she was a a, a young 96. Uh, Did you mean
4: Billy Mays the Oxyclean guy?
0: Definitely not Billy Mays. Definitely not not Billy Mays. It's Billy Hayes. Uh, uh, I was a
1: big fan of him.
0: Dominic? hr puff himself
2: by chance? Yes, that's, that's
1: before really? your time. Not even that was before my time, just not really. Mm, all, right, all right, fine.
2: Fine. So what we'll... uh, what time frame was that? Um mom Ma-
0: h and Puff and stuff? That was um, Sid and Croft That was in the late
2: 60s, early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. God, you kidding. That was, uh, I was a banana split. I was playing rock and roll venues coming home at 4 in the morning. What are you, crazy?
3: <laughs>
2: we'll we, just move on the next bit of sad news.
0: Um, Ernest Crawford also died. Went, yeah, that went horribly wrong. <laughs> I
1: just want to yeah. What are you, crazy? I was oh, living cool. a life.
0: Uh, actor John Ernest Crawford also died recently from complications of Alzheimer's disease John was wow. perhaps best known for playing Mark McCain in the ABC and Western series The Rifleman at the age of 12 of note John also had a career as a recording artist in the 1950s and 60s and he continued to act on television and films as an adult Charlie
2: did you ever watch The Rifleman yes I did Ha-ha! do you remember the sign <laughs> yeah do you remember how many shots he shot off at the opening uh, of the show? I never saw the show Oh all right so it's all it's and all on, on you It's all on me no it was uh it was a good show, great show and I'm um, sad to hear that uh that gentleman went bye bye.
0: so you remember he played the sun uh chuck Khanna's yes son. okay
2: yes yes and and it's amazing because I just saw a commercial uh with him. In it and he was promoting uh the rifleman on me TV or something else like that
1: oh I think it was very like, sad very before sad I, I I cut the cord completely there on uh cable vision there would be a uh, a channel called like h and i heroes and icons and I believe they used to do westerns in the morning like before like heroes 11 o'clock. heroes
2: at sunrise he-
1: yeah heroes at sunrise and they had the Rifleman on it I would like Walk in and see my father watching it every once in a while. So wow. I'm more familiar with that than H and R Puff and stuff.
0: Wow! So, <laughs> he played, so he played the son. So that was uh John Ernest Crawford. Uh, he was wow. a, a young 75 years old. Yeah, well, I was gonna say yeah, that is young. That is kind can't of be, you
3: know,
0: can't be that old. Man. All right, so moving on from even more sad news, more sad news.
3: Oh, great. Uh, well, we're comic- making
0: up for last week. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, comic book yeah. artist John Paul Leon also died recently after a 14-year battle with cancer. And a on touch. what the <laughs> 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 Sorry, editor. What? We're going to have to uh, can't uh, edit that out. This show just went off the rails. In addition to working on such titles
1: <laughs> and as... And Charlie and I didn't even do anything to you.
3: <laughs> <the> f- <laughs>
0: that was Charlie who cursed. So um, what? In addition to working... Just yeah. deal with it and move on. In addition to working on such titles as The Further Adventures of <laughs> Cyclops and Phoenix for Marvel, Batman, Creature of the Night for DC and Robo- uh, for DC and RoboCop and RoboCop Prime Suspect for Dark Horse, John was perhaps best known for his work on Static for Milestone Comics and the Marvel comic series uh, Earth X. Um, he was a super young 49 years old.
2: That's bad.
3: Wow.
1: That's crazy because that means he was battling cancer from 35. Yes. Yeah. And that is, you know, I remember people say like cancer is a death sentence, and it it can be, of course, but it can also be a chronic disease you just live with. Mm -hmm. Like for 14 years, that's even though it's very sad he dies, he died at 49, it's even sad that he got cancer at 35. It is an amazing thing that he lived for 14 years with it and was able to have a life and work. Cause I'm looking him up and he, he, he was doing art that was published in 2020.
0: Yeah. He was working up until the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as sad as it is, it's an amazing thing that he was able to still live a life and work for 14 years. You know, you probably couldn't have done that. I'd say 20 years ago. Yeah, sure. It's pretty amazing.
0: So now let's move on to the last, last final bit of sad news. Like um, award-winning actress, director, producer, teacher, and activist, Olympia Dukakis also died recently. As of this uh-huh. recording, uh, no cause of death has been announced. Olympia appeared in a plethora of films, such as of films Even and TV- a lot of them. Um, Stiletto, Made for Each Other, The Wanderers, National Lampoons Go to the Movies, Walls of Glass, Moonstruck, Working Girl, Luke Who's Talking, and its sequels, Luke Who's Talking 2 and Luke Who's Talking Now, Steel Magnolias, Over the Hill, The Cemetery Club, Dead Badge, Mighty Aphrodite, Mr. Holland's Opus, Mafia, The Event, Charlie's War, Away From Her, Cloudburst, and Change in the Air, just to name a few. On the small screen, Olympia appeared and such shows as a movies. *Nikki's World, FDR The Final Year, Search of Tomorrow, Lucky Day, Fire in the Dark, Sinatra, Tales in the City, and its sequel, More Tales from the City, as well as a new Netflix continuation series of the same name, uh, Young and Heart, Joan of Arc, the last, bl- of the, lo- the last of the Blonde Bombshells, Mafia Doctor, Center of the Universe, The Librarian Return to King Solomon's Mind, Sex Violence, and Forgive Me Just to Name a Few. Of note, Olympia's autobiography, Ask Me, Again, Ask Me Again Tomorrow, A Life in Progress, was published in 2003, and in 2020, a feature-length documentary about her life titled Olympia was released theatrically in the United States.
2: She was a young 89 years old. Wow. And I'd like to share one of the funniest lines in the world from Moonstruck, <laughs> delivered by Olympia. Old man, if you give those dogs any more of my food, I'm going to kick you till you're dead.
1: See <laughs> so, you now, I would think one of the best lines she had in Moonstruck cuz that's going to be the movie she's most remembered for is when she looks at Sharon and goes, "Do you love him, Loretta?" And she goes, like, "My I love him awful." It's like, "Oh, that's too bad." That's too
2: bad. That's too bad. <laughs> that's yeah. too bad. That-, that that's just timing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was really good. That and also when she looks at uh, her husband and goes like, I want you to stop seeing her. And he gets up and he smacks the table and he sits back down and he goes, yes. okay. All right. <laughs> and then she goes okay. as like the final like nail, like, like dig and go to confession. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ooh. ooh. Oh. Like that, uh, probably one of her best performances of all time. Yeah. Jen, did you ever watch uh, Moonstruck?
3: I don't think I have.
1: Well, if it makes I you know.
5: feel any better, Wait a minute. neither have I.
2: Oh, oh my God. But right
0: there. I'm with you on this one.
2: Yeah, I, I guess can, I got it. I could see, Jen. I can see you because you're very busy. You're running here and there. Mark, you're sitting home. <laughs> it's, it's, on you're
0: so. it's on my list. It's on my list. It's on my list. better be um, on your list.
1: I, I showed <clears throat> Moonstruck early on in my relationship with with my lady. And to this day, she will still quote me things from Moonstruck. She loved it so much. Her favorite thing was Nicolas Cage screaming, Get me the big knife! I'm going to cut my throat! Get me the big knife! Does she ever, Dom,
2: Dom, does she ever tell you, Snap out of it!
1: Occasionally. She never slaps me in the face, though. <laughs> oh, no, Thank I God, so. Unless I ask her to, because, you know, it gets me going. But...
0: So that's it for the sad news. Let's move on to the not-as-sad news. That's good. Uh, Let's see. From the Too Little Too Late department, Mario Lopez announced that the new Saved by the Bell sequel series will pay a special tribute to Dustin Diamond's character Screech, who died earlier this year. Mario says, we're going to have our first table read in about a week or so. We are planning something special. We're ready to start up again in June, and I will be in all those episodes. So right there... I, I it actually gets me upset that that they're doing this. Like they had the opportunity to have him on the show, they kind of just separated him away. They they shunned him. They gave him a throwaway line. They gave his character a throwaway line in the series, and now they're gonna do something special for him. It, yeah, and they're, they gonna, yep. they're, gonna, they're
2: gonna come. They're gonna come off looking like the big guys now. Exactly.
1: Now, like what? Pieces what of was the throw, yeah. What was the throwaway line? So um, in the, the, the
0: final episode, if I'm not mistaken, oh, no, the episode before the last one, before the season finale, all the, all the main characters got together and they even had um, Lark Voorhees uh, do a zoom in. So she was part of that episode and they really? said, oh, uh, where's Screech or Screech is busy living with the robot that he invented on the, uh, in, the, in the outer space. That's what they said he was. That's why he couldn't okay. be part of the reunion. I was like, really? Was that
1: while he was still alive or after he yeah, died? Yeah, this was
0: while he was still alive. This was, wow. you know, they filmed it. They didn't let him, you know, they didn't let him on the show. He wasn't uh, allowed to come on or negotiations fell through, as they like to say.
2: Now, what, what was the reasoning? Uh, what, did he play nice with the others or what was the it's, reasoning? There? The short
0: version is that uh, he didn't get along with the cast because he was the youngest one out of everybody. And he wrote a tell-all book that, according to the other cast members, was mostly full of lies, and it kind of b- put a bad taste in the mouth of all the other cast members. Uh, he came out later and said that it was a ghostwriter, and you know he didn't make up those lies; somebody else did. But that's neither here nor there. There, they, there was some bad blood between them.
2: Bad blood. Okay. All
0: right. So moving on. Let's see. I've
1: heard. I'll, I'll say this one thing though about like a ghostwriter and that it's entirely
2: ghostwriters.
1: It's entirely plausible because I remember reading um Mick Foley's autobiography that he wrote by hand on notebooks. Okay. And he said he decided to write it himself. L- little did they know that he would turn out to be a really good writer because he met with a ghostwriter, chatted a little bit, and the ghost writer made up something completely and totally fictitious that never even happened and he's like no if someone's no i'm not gonna have someone make up a story for me that's not that's not what happened in my life so it's possible it's possible
0: yeah and he and dustin said that he didn't have final editorial say at the end it was a publisher so a lot of stuff he didn't even know was in it Until it was too late, and everybody went to press. You got to control
2: your lady, control your ghostwriter.
1: Basically. (laughs)
0: Uh, So so yeah, I I mean it's sad, and it just I don't know why for all the all the news items that this one really just gets under my skin. You know, it just really bothers me that they're so uh, so. Oh my God, he's you know he's so great now. When they had the chance
2: to have, yeah, right, shove it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. Thank Uh, you, Jen.
2: I was <laughs> going to say something else, but I already got Stop my one. You can yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so, oh, so this one's this one's a good one. This one's a good one. From the apparently the story isn't over after all. Department, okay. It has been reported that none other than Diamond Comic Distributors, the, up until recently, biggest distributor of comic books and pop culture merchandise, has been calling comic book stores to ask if they were switching to Penguin Random House Provider, which is now the Marvel Comic Titles producer. For those of you who have not been listening to our show, or actually, for those of you who have been listening to our show, and thank you for that, we have been covering the ups and mostly downs of this story for about a year now, starting from when Diamond ceased all uh, distribution. They decided that they wouldn't pay back their 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 uh, vendors. Then they said that they were going to only pay them back a small portion of the vendors. Then the uh, marketing, the head of marketing uh, quit. Then DC left to make their own distributing service. And Marvel left to make their own distributing services with Penguin Random House. Um, so that's where we're at with this. And we talked about it just a couple weeks ago. We thought that was the end. It's not the end. So...
1: Nothing is over!
0: <laughs> so Diamond says... I did not want this! Go ahead. Some retailers have asked for clarification that they can continue to order Marvel products for delivery with their product from our main... from our many other publisher partners. This is absolutely the case, and we are still pleased that we will continue to serve you in this capacity. We are exploring and and considering numerous changes that will allow us to best continue serving your needs and the needs of the market as a whole. This is an opportunity to make discounts easier to understand and reward retailers who increase orders and broaden their selection of products available in their stores. Our goal is to have new pricing schedules out within the next month, and we will appreciate your patience as we work through these changes. As always, thank you for your business, your partnership, and your support of note uh, penguin random house has offered guaranteed sales representatives free shippings and in some cases better discounts so basically they're saying please still use us as a third party shipper even though you can just go directly to penguin random house yeah i hate them
1: (laughs) and you're not even a comic book store (laughs) owner or publisher
0: right right <laughs> they still have some life left. Um they're 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 hitting their 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 customers now and now they're trying to be nice and friendly to all the comic book stores. Just like well same with the <laughs> the St. Findabell thing. Uh little well, they had their chance.
1: It's basically a little too late. Yeah, they had their chance and they as they said in the quiet man, you had your chance and you flubbed it. Yeah. Oh, Jen,
2: you My did advice say to you that, start drinking heavily.
0: <laughs> so Jen, you did say that the story wasn't over, so you were right. So where yeah. do you think this is gonna go now? I thought it was done, but they're still
3: trying
2: I think holding they're on. be grovelling. like I have an ex-boyfriend now. he wants to give me a sauna, he wants to give me a spin bike, he wants to give me all this stuff. They always come back and they try something new, which I love it. Great. I love to someone see someone try. So I think Diamond's gonna keep trying.
0: Okay. Um Dominic, what do you think?
1: Uh I think eventually like like the phone business, you know, there was one at one point there was only AT&T and finally it broke open and now you have all these different things. I think it's going to be the same thing. I think Diamond will exist, they just won't be as big and they'll probably find some niche distribution. But once Marvel and DC and as we say the big two, but it's really the big 5 and Image and dynamite and boom decide to like go separately, it's like the cat's out of the bag. You've now lost the biggest names in the business. If they can do it on their own. Now you gotta really like reposition yourself if they're smart, they'll reposition themselves into becoming like a top indie distributor or something like that.
0: I I I really thought it was over, but we'll we'll see. I I that's one of the things I usually end with the news. We'll we'll wait and see. See well, what happens. Well
2: why didn't you ask me what I think? What do you think, Charlie? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you already I said you me. didn't care. I knew that part. I don't care. Screamed, if I'm not making them. money from it, I don't care.
0: All right. So let's, let's see if we can end off uh, last bit of news with something a little lighthearted, I would say. Uh-huh. Somebody, if you have someone do it for you, did you really do it, department? Huh, Sony Sony has filed a patent to create technology that would allow an AI, artificial intelligence, to take over playing PlayStation 5 games for the player. Apparently, the AI would learn the individual player's style and be able to take over for them when it is initiated. The system would create a gameplay profile after monitoring the player and use that to determine the type of choices that the player might make in the game. The patent also says that this AI personal assistance would be applicable in the single-player games and multiplayer titles as well. What do you think, and,
2: <laughs> and this AI person will get enough data eventually to take over the world with the other AI persons and will be blown up and we'll be out of existence, and all we'll have is robots playing games. Jen, your thoughts? Uh, I think that the boyfriends are going to start giving the AI bot versions of me gifts. That's what's going (laughs) to take over. They're going to start taking my gifts as well.
0: (laughs) Dominic? Uh,
1: This is clearly an an attempt to solve the age-old problem of not wanting to pause the game to pee. <laughs> no, think about it. It really is. It's like, all right, I'm gonna flip it to AI. I'm gonna go pee, grab some snacks and something else uh-huh. to drink, come back and get back into the game.
0: But if you leave the game, then you're not playing the game, and you don't get the experience of playing the game. and you didn't even play the game. So what's the point?
1: And I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna take a, a shot in the dark. That this is for like those team, like role playing games, like Call of Duty and stuff. That that's what it'll be used for. Like where you're in a mission with a group of guys. And you're like, you can't pause it, but you need to go pee. So you're gonna tell them like hey guys, I'm gonna put it on AI, I'll be right back. So that way it's playing like you, you go and you come back. I think that's probably what it's gonna be used for.
3: Hmm.
0: Or with,
1: with the, the food th- run. Or food run, yeah. But basically when real life calls and you can't pause the game, you know. I'm
0: I'm going one step. I'm going I'm going way out on this. I'm not going as far as Charlie with the robots taking over the world, not yet. We we got two minutes left, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can give this a concise uh, meaning. Go go go! If you put a game, and if you get to a point where the game is playing itself, then there's no point in playing the game, and therefore, it's happening all on its own. It's just a demo. So this makes a new avenue of how games are quote unquote played. That people can just watch games now as a new form of entertainment, as actually opposed to just playing the game. You can watch yourself play it, and since it is. A, a version of you playing the game, it's like, oh, I would have done that? Well, you did do that. I think it's hmm. going to open the door. And also, it might even encourage, as as the two of you, I would say, Jen and Dominic, more specifically, like to bash the gamers for, for uh-huh. being at home and not doing anything, they can do stuff while still, quote-unquote, playing the game.
1: Huh. I, yeah, I don't think so, because <laughs> people want to play the game. They just... Want to be able to get up and pee?
0: You're all about the peeing, all right. So we—it's uh, not that I'm all about um, the peeing. I'm yeah.
1: just telling you, I think that's really what the what the idea is. Like, I want to be able to like. I think it's really for like role-playing games, with a group of people. Okay. Because look, if you're playing like your own game alone, which by the way, Mark, you're not really a gamer, right? No. So I'm gonna bet the last time you played a video game was Super Mario. <laughs> And look, I'm not exactly a huge gamer either, but I could see someone like if they're playing their own solo game, they're like, well, I'll just pause it. But when they're playing with a group of people, they can't just pause it. They're like, all right, I'm going to throw it on the AI, go say goodbye to grandma or get a food run or do whatever I got to go do. And then come back to my game. I think that's really the point.
0: I guess we're going to wait and see. So we got 31. 31
1: I got an
2: assignment. I I got an assignment for everybody. Look up this movie and watch it. Colossus the Forbin Project. That's it. All right. Late seventies. Jen Final Thought. Floss your teeth.
0: Dominic Final Thought.
1: The other night I was looking for a movie for my lady and I to watch, and I'm flipping through HBO Max. And guess what movie I found, Charlie? Colossus the Forbin. Oh no! Oh!
2: Oh!
1: Oh! That was my reaction. So I was (laughs) like, Oh my god, that's the movie that Charlie hates. So with I that, we're well.
0: going to take our break and we'll be right back with a game from the radio.
3: Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. My
4: neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
5: This is Carrie Stellar from In the Girls' Corner, and you're listening to It Came From the
2: Radio.
4: All this month, Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin is your source for the Marvel Comics summer events. From Heroes Reborn to Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters to the X-Men event, the Hellfire Gala. We have what you need, and you can pre-order everything to make sure you get your comics. Cosmic Comics is a proud sponsor of this summer's Long Island Tropicon, coming in June. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday, noon to 8, Thursday, 2 to 7, Friday, 2 to 7, and Saturday, noon to 6. That's Cosmic Comics and games, located at 846
2: Merrick Road in Baldwin. Thank you, and stay safe. Now,
3: back to our show. Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about Coming to America 2.
6: Oh, man, really?
3: What? What do you
6: mean? <laughs> you saw that movie just as much as I did. No, I didn't. You didn't see the movie? No. Wait a minute, you didn't see the movie? I
3: didn't see the movie. I thought you were with us. No, I wasn't. Remember, I was at, like,
6: a friend's house. Yeah, I was at a friend's house. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. So, <laughs> all right, okay. So let me tell what's you what's it about. Well, it's about you saw you saw Coming to America one, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, it's the continuation of um, Eddie Murphy's character, and mm-hmm. he's thirty years later, and it's basically about him um, trying to figure out who's going to take over his kingdom after he passes away. So apparently, in that kingdom, you can't have women rule in that but country. But why? Um, why? Because that was just the rule. So he had to look for his son, and he found out that he had an illegitimate son in um, Queens, and he went <laughs> to go get him and bring him back and teach him all the ways of you know their their lifestyle.
3: Hmm. And what did the uh, how did the son react?
6: Well, the son was a fool. He was kind of ridiculous. I thought it was kind of a terrible movie for the most part. If you think about classic films, okay, and then you wait for that sequel, and it's 30 years later, and then you're highly disappointed at that point. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to be that disappointed, but I totally was. I mean, there was a couple of laughs in it, because there's just some comedy elements in, yeah. in this comedic movie, which... Uh, Mostly was not that great. But um, think about a movie that you really love. okay? And
3: then 30 years later, they hype up this new sequel that's going to come out, and it's trash.
6: And it's, yeah, I mean, one is like, okay, I'm going to love this movie. I mean, I went to the movie theater with my family, we yeah. watched it, and... To be honest, like I wanted to go and watch Young Guns too, or Young Guns, because that was the movie that I wanted mm-hmm. to see with Emilio Estevez and whatever. And then I got to go see Eddie Murphy because your uncle actually, uh, you know, won on that one. So we yeah. went to go see it, and I thought it was an amazing film. You know, we all mm-hmm. thought it was an amazing film. I think it's just a complete classic, uh, classic. But when you get to the next stage, and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to see Coming to America too. It's going to be just as funny. They had thirty years to work on this thing. I feel like they worked on it for like 10 minutes and we're just like, okay, here we go, you know? But yeah. uh, you didn't see the movie, so I'm totally spoiling it and giving this a bad review. Oh, no, that's okay. But there are a lot of people who liked it. I mean, a lot of people love the nostalgia of Did it. Did Gary like it? Um, No, your uncle didn't like it. He was not happy with it. Actually, both your uncles weren't happy with it. And, um, you know, I, I, w- I hope that they would have... um yeah. It just seemed like it was all over the place. I would have liked to have had one more cohesive story, and mm-hmm. it just didn't seem like it was there. But enough of that movie, I guess, because I just panned it so much for <laughs> three minutes, <laughs> you know. And usually, I don't like to do that because I know a lot of uh, people work on it, and it's really yeah, hard to and do. Yeah, it's hard
3: to make the movie.
6: Yeah, it's just hard to make the movie, and you know. And I think you know when you can rely on nostalgia in the film, but. It's a little bit too much I didn't even like the Avengers In uh, I think it was Endgame was the last one When they kept yeah. on going back in time
3: I mean, uh, Yeah, I, that was uh, Yeah, you know Infinity War, I think, was better, honestly Yeah,
6: I think that one was definitely a lot better
3: Yeah Sometimes the sequels are just Or like the part twos are
6: I don't know I, You know, there was a time that, like It was a frowned upon to have a sequel Really? Yeah Why? Because you did it once You did a great, a great job And And that was it, you know. You were done, you know. And now it's just everything's a sequel, a trilogy, or
3: honestly, don't like for I. I don't think like for Suicide Squad. I we there's Suicide Squad. They're making a sequel. I don't think.
6: Well, it could be good. Well, they probably didn't, but it it looks like it could be good because it's a new director. It was the guy from the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, who did it, and those movies were pretty good. So yeah,
3: I I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess.
6: Yeah, we'll see what happens with that, but for the most part, you know, I don't need to see a sequel to everything. Yeah. And then you got expanded universes that are on TV shows and all the other stuff, and it's just, it's a lot of work. As a viewer, (laughs) it's a lot of work. (laughs) Anyway, okay.
3: Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected.
0: Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From golden age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York.
1: Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio.
3: Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy INC K R I S T Y. Text me at 631 606 8166.
4: Me Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. <laughs> me Greg Berger also. <laughs> now
0: back to our show and welcome back to a came from radio the official of the bank con this is your host mark Toyer speaking with me i have a special guest once again via virtual distancing none other than a Creative con event organizer and now a comic book writer in his own right phil Russick.
5: hey how are you um so i guess let's get right
0: to it you um you were a, uh, an art fan from the beginning then you decided to make a convention uh um and then you decided to go big with the convention and make it the creator con you decided to have um A Q&A for your creator con virtually because of the pandemic and now you're taking it the next step and doing a comic book so I'm i guess my an
5: rep.
0: <laughs> and you're also an art that's right you mentioned that last time you were on the show and this yeah. is so from the last time you were on the show which wasn't that long ago to now you are doing your own comic so Walk me through the transition of how this happens in your mind, where you start in point A, and now you are running a Kickstarter.
5: Well, uh, as you know, I, like you said, I love art. I love comics. I've been collecting comics since like seven or nine years old, and I always wanted to create one. But back then, you didn't have the digital options. You didn't. You didn't really get to see these artists and talk to them or network, etc. So it just seemed like a pipe dream. Uh, after becoming an art rep and meeting artists in the industry and learning more about the industry, uh, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. And I'm the type of guy that I like to challenge myself and and keep going. And I don't like to stay stagnant. Uh, I did get sick, so I was bedridden for a long time. And I said, all right, you know what? Once I'm feeling enough better, you know, good enough, I started writing. And um, I'm I'm I i am i do not wait. So I, I represent some artists. They're they're doing the book. I have some friends in the industry. They're doing variant covers, and uh, we're good to go. May 18th, man, two weeks from yesterday.
0: Do you think that the pandemic helped you in this situation, or is this something that you find that eventually you would have gotten to?
5: I do think I would have gotten to it eventually, but I am also one that looks at the bad stuff in life is usually what turns you to the good stuff in life or the great stuff. So I do think the pandemic, as much as it's, you know, it is tough and it's unfortunately some people have been lost. I'm sorry for that. Uh, For me, uh, despite what it did to me, it was, um, it it helped catapult me, give me the time, the effort, you know, that I could put the effort into to to do this. So I do think it was uh, beneficial in that respect.
0: All right. So your book tragedy, Um, give me, give me the sales pitch. What's it about? All I see is the images and as, as just looking from the outsider um i'm like what the hell is going on here it's about a female type assassin type thing what's going on give me the give me the sales pitch
5: so tragedy aka grace o'connor is an irish girl her father was the head of the irish mafia in hell's kitchen and uh he was he kept her away from that she be- she loved theater and dance and she became a ballerina uh, he was murdered and that's part of the backstory you'll find out later and adopted by his right hand man in the, in the organization and her life was taken from her. He made her an assassin. He trained over 12 years, she trained, became an assassin. And it's as much as there's a lot of action, because I think comics have gotten away from action. So there's like six page action fights, you know, fight scenes. And, and, and I even have one issue I wrote that's 24 pages of fighting, but anyway, um, it's a character study. Uh, How many of us feel like we're trapped in a life that we're, we're not happy with and we want a better life, but we don't know how to get it or we don't think we can have it. Uh, well, she struggles with that. She also struggles like any other person, especially women. I've never met a woman who realized how beautiful they were, how strong they were, how powerful, how intelligent they were. So she struggles with these everyday human emotions while she's out there fighting these drastic battles. And I also ground it in the reality of, you know, Daredevil goes and fights 20 ninjas and risks his life and then he just goes home and he has dinner and he does whatever. And it's just, it's not realistic. Her strength is not in when she kicks major butt and she does. It's the fact that there are times where she just wants to just curl up in a fetal position and not deal with the world. How many of us can relate to that, but she gets up anyway. And she does what she has to do anyway, even when she's not happy, she does what she has to do. And it's kind of, to me, a character study on, Recognizes, recognizing the strength in ourselves that we don't realize we have and that we are the masters of our own destiny. We can change our life. It can be what we want it to be once we get over that hurdle of the cage that we built for ourselves.
0: All right. So I have, uh, all right, you have me split my mind to split in two different routes. So let's go with, uh, we'll go with the easy one first. Um, writing action. Do you just say, hey, penciler, they fight or do you actually choreograph it in your mind with all the dialogue and have them um do a panel by panel exactly what you're saying or is it more of a, a kind of a um what's what's the what's the term um
5: like a free-flowing just give them yeah launches.
0: just say hey you know they're gonna fight and but i want these uh parts in the in the fight what kind it's of both, what kind of it
5: it's both uh i do choreograph the fight and in the sense of there are key moments i think are really cool that i want done uh, and sometimes I'll give a shot, like an angle over the right over the right shoulder shot or, a, a, you know, above view shot. But then there are panels where it, it doesn't require me to be on top of the artist like that. I want him to have him, Ricardo, as my art artist, Ricardo Silva, to have freedom. So uh, the panels that I want specific things done, yes, I will say that. Uh, then there'll be a bunch of panels that'll say, please you know, continue sword fighting, make it brutal or make it this or that continue in the you know in this background with uh you know uh dynamic poses or you know back whatever and then he'll and so it's a little combination of both where I have a direction for them but then I give him freedom and leeway to to be a creator because artists um if you restrict an artist I feel you're not getting the best out of an artist they want to create too and uh, good artists can help the storytelling through the visual of it so
0: Okay, and now so for the other the other way of my mind went. Um, you were talking about how you've never met a woman who doesn't know how beautiful they are. Is this coming from your life having two young daughters and a wife?
5: Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a lot of this woman is my wife. My wife is a beautiful, strong, intelligent, good-hearted woman. She's she's powerful. Uh, she's capable and I could tell her that 20,000 times yeah, in a week right. and it won't matter unless she knows it herself. And, uh, and every woman I've ever met, I don't think really realizes that, but yes, this, there's a lot of my wife in this character and I want to show my daughters, you can be whatever you choose to be. Just love and respect yourself.
0: And, and your wife's not an assassin just putting that out there, right?
5: <laughs> well, she's killing me slowly. No, I'm just
0: um, so you said, so when you thought of this idea, was this something that was sitting with you for a while and you finally got to put the pieces together? Or is it just something as a as a result of you just sitting there like, I have an idea, this is what I want, and then it just went. What was the thought process on that? Because for me, um, I've had an idea for sitting you know, for 20, 30 years, and then I get the chance to do it. Or is it just something that you saw something one day, you feel, you have your surroundings, and you're like, you know what, I think I can make a story about this.
5: See, that's the funny thing. I've always wanted to create, but I always had the ability uh, to just sit down and narrate a story right off the top of my head to people. Like uh, I used to babysit these kids when I was like 20 years old and I narrated a whole superhero tale with them being the characters and they would interact and like I would make it kind of like a twist of plot and say, what do you do? And they would tell me. So I was always pretty quick on the the go with that. So I did not have this plotted out. Uh, I actually just... One day I had a visual in my head of what she'd look like. It just popped in my head out of nowhere. And I was like, all right, well, what is this? So I, I just came up with names and a basic idea. And when I say basic, very basic. And people hate when I say this but I didn't do any major outline. I kind of visualized what I wanted the first three pages to be. And I always felt start a book or a movie with action and you hook people in right away. So the book opens with a really great splash page and then some action. Um, And then I just started writing and whatever came out came out. And then, of course, you just look at it, make sure it doesn't sound stupid or look stupid. Um, I've been told that the dialogue I write is really, really well done and realistic. And I think that has to do with I do have a, a background in psych and just my life experiences with people, um, you know, with how some people deal when they get defensive, or if they get closed off and afraid to, you know, to be vulnerable. So I've been told my dialogue is, is pretty realistic to how people react, and it's, and it's mature, and it's not cheesy. And I've also noticed that Some writers, unfortunately, they don't trust their artists to tell some of the stories. So they feel they have to do the Morgan Freeman and narrate everything with the dialogue, which kind of talks down to your reader. So I don't do that. Uh, The art can tell a facial expression can tell you a lot more than five sentences sometimes. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. All right. So we are uh, at social media time. So I know there's a Kickstarter going on. Um, What kind of perks you have? Where can people find out more about the book? All that stuff. Go.
5: Well, I'm very proud because you'll never see this on an indie campaign. Wills Potasio has a, uh, an indie cover, a variant cover. Ian Churchill has an indie cover. Larry Stroman has an indie cover. Sean Chen has an indie cover. We have a ton of variant covers because uh, I'm an art lover and I want people to have options. Uh, there'll be Virgin covers available for those four big names as well. I have a lot of art prints that will be given away as stretch goals because, again, I'm an art enthusiast. Um, it's a 32-page book um the retail is not expensive it's six dollars for the book uh i i don't want to break people's bank um we launch on tuesday may 18th at 8 p.m eastern time 5 p.m pacific time which is two weeks from yesterday or a week from this coming tuesday i just dropped the link on my facebook page which is philip russert r-u-s-s-e-r-t-t um instagram i'm phil russert Uh, you can also, if you don't mind me plugging, uh, my art repping agency is legendary illustrations. So if you go to be legendary illustrations on Facebook and Instagram, you can go there. I represent Ron Wilson and a bunch of other great artists and sell their art.
0: That's BE legendary, not B with legendary. Uh, Yes.
5: B (laughs) B E legendary illustrations. Thank you. Sorry. Um, and, of course, I do my CreatorCon Q&A, which is every Tuesday and, and Friday and uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch it on YouTube, CreatorCon Event, or you can watch it on my Facebook page, Philip Russert, or my CreatorCon Event page on Facebook. Uh, you can watch the live streams. You could be a guest if you like, uh, um, or if you want to be a sponsor, whatever you want to do. But um, So we have that going on. And, then of course, I have my, my one-day convention, Suffolk Comic and Art Expo, uh, which was postponed because the pandemic Look for that over the summer here in Suffolk, Long Island. Uh, we'll have people like Scott Hanna and Billy Tucci and Sean Chen and Larry Strowman and R- Rodney Ramos and and a bunch of people will be at that show. So it would be awesome. And then hopefully in 2022, if things are better with the pandemic, my two-day show, Creative Con, will have an amazing artist alley. I mean, I'm talking rivals New York Comic Con artist alley, but does not rival the price. Yeah. Oh, so- um, and- But for the Kickstarter, yes, May 18th, Tragedy, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time launch. I just posted the link for you to click and follow. Please click and follow. I have poured my heart into this. I promise you, I think it's a worthwhile read. And if you're just a comic collector or a cover collector, you're going to get a very rare Will Spottasio cover or Ian Churchill cover that you won't find anywhere.
0: All right. So we have less than a minute to go. So it's time for final thoughts. So uh, Phil, do you have any final thought?
5: First of all, Mark, thank you. You're always you and the, and the crew It came from the radio have always been a big supporter of me. I really appreciate it. Everybody should be paying attention to the show. It's an awesome show. You guys are great at what you do. Uh, and I just really appreciate being on and uh, I'm not going to reiterate all the stuff I just said, but thank you so much. And I really, really appreciate it.
0: All right, so my final thought is this. I've known you for a couple of years now. Um, It's always good to have another independent person on the scene. Um, I like that you're able to expand and try new avenues, and I wish you uh, a big success with your book. Um, So with that We're going to take our break And
4: we'll be right back With a Came from the radio The Comic Book Depot Has been in business Since 1993 Your one-stop comic book shop For comics, gaming, and collectibles The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 And gets you 15% off New comics, back issues Graphic novels And 10% off comic book supplies Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue In Wontaw, New York Contact us on Facebook For curbside pickup Because new comics are back For more information Give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Hi, guys. This is Xenia Seberg, who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now,
0: back to our show.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... (laughs) My comic book pick of the week. Thank you. So we find ourselves in the month of May, and one could call the month of May Star Wars month because we have May the 4th, as in May the 4th be with you, as well as Revenge of the Fifth. But now, because of the Mandalorian, you could say this is the May. And because it's May, and because it's Star Wars month, and because Disney has now put out a new Star Wars cartoon, The Bad Batch based off of characters that appeared in uh, Star Wars Clone Wars Final Season, it's going to be nothing but Star Wars picks, specifically the uh, animated Star Wars stories all month long, starting with The Bad Batch. I just got to watch the very first episode on May 4th, and it is fantastic. Dave Filoni, who had done uh who does pretty much all the Star Wars animated series clone wars uh rebels um and currently i think the resistance and now he's doing the bad batch has hit a home run with this clearly it's going to be something that spans the time period after uh clone wars and before rebels so basically that that magical period of of storytelling between Revenge of the Sith and a new hope. And he's already doing it where he's p- piecing things together. So if you've watched uh, if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, which will be an upcoming pick, uh, you've got introduced to Kanan Jarrus who you know su- was a Jedi who survived the purge, Order 66. And what's really cool is now they're showing in Bad Batch how he survived a little bit. It's very much about the Bad Batch, and the Bad Batch, just not to give it away, is about a series of clones, four or five clones, that they altered the DNA to give them really special abilities. Not Jedi special abilities, but more like, you know, well, it's Disney property, more like mutant special abilities. One has extra special strength, another's a tracker hunter, almost kind of like, looks like Rambo, another one has a high intellect. So, they kind of messed around the the cloners on camino to make like this sort of special forces clone commando unit um which again in an upcoming pick Star Wars Clone Wars you'll hear about a little bit more about that but anyway I really recommend Bad Batch if you have been watching the uh animated universe in in Star Wars it, You're gonna love it, and if not, listen to all the picks this month because it's gonna be worth it. So, Bad Batch—it's probably gonna be coming out every Tuesday. I don't know for how long, maybe six, seven weeks. If you have Disney Plus, get it. If you don't have Disney Plus, just just get it to watch that because there's so many other good things on Disney Plus right now. They're finally like living up to their potential. So that's the pick of the week: The Bad Batch, Star Wars, Dave Filoni—amazing stuff. Go watch it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishy sarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember Remember,
2: the Force will be with you always.
1: So be safe and be healthy.
2: friends, this is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, You'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today.
4: Hey, ghoulies. This is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came from the
2: Radio. (laughs) Hello, radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts.
0: Or you can buy us a pizza. Just go to our website www.itcamefromradio.com and click on the Buy us a pizza link. Leave your comment there.
2: And we'll read them on video. Hi, this is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
4: If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kaplah! This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle
2: from the TV series Lex, and you're listening to It Came From Radio. Now back to
0: our show. So that about does it for this week on The Came From The Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough, go to our website www.camefromtherail.com listen to archives we up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as goodtalkradio.com btdradio.com indievolt.com sci-fi.radio or our social media pages such as Facebook,
1: Instagram, Twitter
2: and always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't
1: do it. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see